All right, welcome back. Hey, uh, you just heard that that spot for uh, our man Fitz, the mortgage guy. He uh, he told me today that um, one of the listeners emailed him and said, "Hey, I'm I'm working with Chase Bank right now, and uh, it's taking forever. Can you you know give me a better deal and also speed up the process?" He said, "Absolutely, I can get this done in a few days, and send over your sheet." So not only was Chase charging him $1,600 more in fees up front, $1,600 for like $125,000 refinance, $1,600 more in fees up front, but the best rate they could do was 2.8, and Scotty can get him 2.5. That's a, that is a ton of money that you're saving. These big banks are going to rob you blind if you're going to do a mortgage through them. Even if you bank with them, they'll tell you they'll get you the best rate. They ain't. That's how they pay for them big buildings and those chandeliers. Go with Scott Fitzgerald, the mortgage guy. Just email him at scott at amstampa.com, scott at amstampa.com, if you want to save a lot of money on your refi or your mortgage. That's a lot of money. All right, 727-518-0820 if you would like to join us, as uh, Chris in Clearwater does right now. What's hey, up, partner? very good. JP, my, my sister's looking for a mortgage, so she wants to build a house. There you okay. go. There you go. Scott at amstampa.com. Give him a, give him a ring. AMS Tampa, okay. Yeah, you American know, Mortgage I'm, Services. You know how I'm, I'm passionate about this baseball team, you know? Yes. That's what I was calling about today. I mean, this owner, he actually thinks we're going to build it, and he still wants to do the split city thing. Come on. What's he out of his mind? I mean, at this point, why are we even listening to anything he says? I mean, it, the split city thing is a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. It's, the players will never sign on for that. The union will never sign on for it. The, I don't think. I don't think the other owners want it. Um, it's ridiculous. It's just crazy. I mean, in that site, people don't want a ballpark at that site. No, Come on, now. they don't. Okay, they don't. now you, your competitor on the air. I was waiting for you to come on at three o'clock. They were for some reason they must be in the owner's pocket. They were pushing this. I don't know why. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're pushing yeah. this idea? Yeah, they like the idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your buddy there. Oh, the my God. I oh, would, yeah. I would well, just. They, they I, is it because <sighs> that, that's the Rays channel and they can't ruffle feathers, baby? Is that's, that why? Hey, that's why they're on the air there and I'm on the air here. They don't. They don't like you. Don't like you talking bad about Man, Stu Sternberg as they as they rob you as he robs you blind and gives you the middle finger at every chance. Yeah. And they're going to support that. Really? Yeah. I yeah, think that tells that. you all well, you need to know about basic, Stu and them. Basic belief is don't you can't build a new ballpark because that newness will wear off. Look at he brought the Marlins up as an example. The Marlins didn't draw anybody more when he built no, them a new ballpark because it's a terrible location. Thank it's you. a terrible location. <laughs> If you're going to build a ballpark in South Florida that is a metropolis that goes from Biscayne Bay to Jupiter, why would you build it in the most southern part in a neighborhood, a, a, a highly dense neighborhood, far away from egress interstates? That's where they built the Marlins Park. A I know, I've been Stupid there. location. Terrible. Stupid. I don't want, it's terrible. You, you build it right in downtown Fort Lauderdale on the New okay. River. Now this is my That's opinion. where you should have built that stadium. If, if you want to keep the Rays in St. Pete, the only opposite, uh, only option I think is where Elling used to be. That's where they should be, right there. No, no, no. If, if they're going to stay in Pinellas, I'm saying if they're going to. Why stay should here, they stay in Pinellas? It's ridiculous. I said if if they stay. I know Hillsborough is the most logical place. I know that. But Elling is that's worse to get to than the Trop. 
And there's no room for parking down there, and well, nobody wants it down there. By the way, nobody, I mean, nobody I, wants. Nobody it. wants to be on Central downtown. That's where it's be. I don't know who. I don't know who the genius was that built that ballpark originally 40, 30 years ago. I don't know why they put it there to begin with. Uh, I mean, well, I'll tell you why. Thing. Because it was a toxic waste dump, and they couldn't build anything uh, else there, oh, and they wanted to. Okay. And St. Petersburg was so jealous of Tampa that they wanted to to get a pro franchise there, and and Major League Baseball told them, "Don't build it." Don't build it. We're not coming. Do not build that thing. Okay. And they did it anyway. They did how it about, anyway. How, okay. Go ahead. But I was going to say, how like the modern stadiums, like in Cincinnati and Kansas City, you got the ballpark next to the ballpark. They're both together. Can yeah. we do that on Del Mabry? Or not? Is it feasible? Well, I mean, it, it's. I wouldn't mind. It, that's not. That's not a bad idea. It's not terrible because obviously the egress. And, share the is, parking. Yeah, share the parking. Absolutely. I mean, it's not a horrible idea, but I do think that baseball is an urban game, and I think right. you need to be able to walk out of your your businesses downtown and go to the games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. Those are the issues. The issue nights for attendance. And where you have you know large corporations, small corporations, medium corporations all have tickets. They give them to their their clients and their employees, and they use them during the week. Now, it, when they first built Tropicana Field, yeah, all the Tampa businesses had had uh, raised tickets. But halfway through the first season, nobody wanted to go. Nobody wanted to I drive would, over I there would, and have to drive I, back after they've had a few beers. Nobody wanted right. to do it. I mean, I, I I was here when Namoli first owned the team, the first pitch for the Alvarez and everything. What was did we draw over a million our first year? Did we? Yeah, I think we draw two point one our first year. We drew that much. I think I, I have to go check that. Year. I just never thought we drew that much even our first year. Yeah, I'd have to wow. go check on that. But yeah, the first year was good, and then you know, the location took over. So now this originally this ballpark was built to attract Chicago, right? The White Sox. Yeah. Was, or any team, any team that wanted to use us as a, a foil to get a new stadium, which they did. Right. Okay, second. Second subject still containing to baseball. The state of Arizona, are you still there, JP? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they, uh, they asked Major League Baseball to postpone or delay the cactus start of the cactus season. Or have we made the same in the, for the grapefruit? Have we asked for a pushback on the spring training or not? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see how that, that starts. But uh, I think right now, at this point, the last thing Manfred said was starting on time at a full 162. So here we go. And I, and I see the catcher re-sign with the Phillies for oodles, yep. oodles of money today. Yeah, other teams are spending money, but of course we're going straight for the basement. All right, I got to go, Bartner. Thanks All for right, the buddy. Uh, Thank thanks you, for the call. All Appreciate right, it. Um, we just got to get some groundswell going, man, to get uh, to get this. Because you know, look, I like Stu personally, I really do. Um, but he's just the way he runs this this team is it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable on so many levels. I think hopefully, hopefully now. The media will wake up and say, this guy just does not care about this area, and he's holding us back tremendously. And I don't think the Rays will have a World Series until that happens. No, no and they won't. I mean, he, he destroyed a World Series team this year, didn't have to. Still would have made oodles of money. Never enough. I'm not going to lie, I'm still a little salty about the Blake Snell pool. It is. Why shouldn't you be? We could have traded him next year and probably gotten more. And, and you know, it's just you don't dismantle a team like this where you even the fin- there weren't financial pressures to do so. There just weren't. I mean, yeah, you can't have as many people in the ballpark, but the Rays don't make a lot of money from that anyway. No, it's their TV deals. Still silly. All right, uh, our good friend Anthony Becht uh, joins us now. 12 years in the NFL, former first-round pick, played for the Buccaneers, now Jets and Buccaneers analyst in college football as well. He does it all. He's the great Anthony Becht. What's up, partner? How are you? I'm doing well, JP. How's things? 
Super Bowl's right here in our backyard, and, and here's our Bucks. How about one, it? One of the greatest stories of all time, right? huh? I, I, yeah, I'll tell you. You know, it's it's very uh, it's a surreal deal. I mean, uh, who would have thought? You know, I mean, I think there was it was getting over the fact that Tom Brady was going to be the quarterback, and then Gronk, and then and then Antonio Brown, and then all of a sudden they found a way to put it together. And you know what? I'd rather have it year one than any other year because nothing's guaranteed this uh, for this team next year. So. This is going to be their their best chance, in my opinion. You know, uh, Anthony, it, it's interesting. You mentioned all these stars, and usually when you pre- get this many egos together, it's it's really hard to bring it all together. Um, but I think a lot of the credit has to go to Bruce Arians, which who may not be getting enough credit, quite frankly. Brady tends to suck all that up, even though he doesn't want to. And a lot of credit has to go to Brady as well, because I don't, you know, I, I think there's kind of a he's got a LeBron to him a little bit, right? That when the other guys want to come play with him, they want to win championships, and they they'll pretty much subjugate their egos to do so. And I think we've seen some of that, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can even go any farther as to say, you know, Jason Light. I mean, he got the players signed. He got the draft picks. Everything kind of got culminated, put together. You know, B.A. obviously immediately, you know, getting Todd Bowles on board, you know, to build the defense and then having them in place for the last couple years. And then, you know, listen, the the stress of not calling plays, you know, being able to kind of manage the team a little differently – you know, he handed those off to, to Leftwich before he got here, you know, mm. prior to, you know, his first retirement. And then, and you're right, and then not having the stresses also of just worrying about the quarterback situation. I mean, you know, look, last year's team and the quarterback play was was something to lose a lot of sleep over. Yeah. And now it's just, it changes things, you know, and you're able to do a little more, I guess, you know, be a true head coach. So, uh, top to bottom, you know, the assistants, Joe Gilbert, the offensive line coach, there's a lot of people that are putting time into this, and you know, it comes down now to one game, which is it's a, it's it's a lot better when it's down to one. Yeah, and you you mentioned Jason Light, and uh, I totally agree because Brady doesn't come here unless this is a championship roster, and it and it, and it you know he, we needed him to complete it, but yeah, it, that defense was ready to go, the offensive line was in place, he gave you know, the weapons were in place. So without Jason Light and the, and the rest of the staff too, let's throw Shelton Quarles in there and Bruce Arians and all the coaches and the the players that the player personnel people that have drafted well the last couple of years, they all deserve credit because Brady wouldn't come in here if this roster wasn't championship level, right? There's no doubt, and you know you had to look through some things. I mean, be honest. I mean, it was a you know this is a what nine win team last year, seven, seven and nine, nine, whatever they were, seven and nine, the, yeah, seven and nine team yeah. last year. And, uh, you know, who would say that, well, okay, okay, that's that's the team that I'm going to because they have the best chance to win. I mean, right. it was truly just a, a gut feel as well and, and, a, and having that comfort level. But the weapons were in place. They went out and got more weapons. They drafted the tackle. He panned out. I mean, you know, if that tackle doesn't pan out or you end up getting a different tackle, who yeah. knows what would have happened in yeah. that scenario. So, And it's really led to, you know, other guys playing at a higher level. I mean, look at Donovan Smith. I mean, yep. You know, probably playing some of the best football of his career at, a le- at an elite level, and and then of course the growth of the secondary. Where you know, right now, I mean, they they got a lot of confidence going into this football game, even though you know it was a little tough when they played the Chiefs the first time. I think they got to feel good at least about you know how they sat at the end of that game and then had a chance to potentially win. 
Anthony Beck uh, joining us here. And you, know, you mentioned uh, the tackles for the Buccaneers who have, who have improved dramatically in that in that regard. And here come the Chiefs without Eric Fisher now, torn Achilles. They're down both of their starting tackles. I think they're down three starting offensive linemen uh, from the last few weeks now. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge hit, especially with a – a Buccaneers pass rush that is heating up, and with Vita Vea back, you know that could be the difference in this game. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, it's not good. Um, you know, Shaq Barrett and JPP are going to be licking their chops. Mm-hmm. And again, we talk about the final, the final, the final game, the final, you know, hurrah. And you're going to, you know, that effort level is as as good as it's been is going to be at a maximum level. And you know, what is the counter for the Chiefs? You know, they, they can't just assume that they're going to get the job done. There's just no way because they're just that good. And I think that the fact that that helps them even more, and, and which is a bigger problem for the Chiefs, is Vita Vea. Yep. Because, you know, as much as I thought he would be part of the run game, he was instrumental in the pa- in the pass rush game, and that's really what he was really used on. And the, and the amount of reps that he got, I was quite surprised. I believe he played about 30 snaps in that game. So mm. um, that's a problem. It, it is, you know, what are you going to do? You can't just line up three wides, do all this stuff. You have to have some type of presence. Whether it's a back, you know, maybe a chip from Kelsey, yeah. who knows what it is. But if you just think you're going into the game and you're just going to block them up, man on man on, I just think you know that that would be silly. And I just don't see Andy Reid doing that. So that that'll be a big part of you know at least what I want to see how they're going to handle it. Yeah, tell me as a as a former tight end, if they ask you in in a game like this to say, look, you're going to have to help the tackles out a little bit. You know, even if it's just a chip here. Or you know another count there here where you got to hit a guy. How will that affect Kelsey? And would, will they ask him to do that, or will they go with a different strategy? Because I agree they're going to have to do something to to take care of this yeah, pass rush. I don't know, I, honestly. I mean, he's a big part of what they do. Right. I, I mean, I just you know may, maybe it's just body presence off the release. You know, uh, I mean he could you know rip through the guy and then just give a small touch. You know the backs could get involved, but. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, honestly, I, I really do believe it's a big problem. It's, it's going to change the complexion of how they do things. Um, you know, I don't think there's going to be arrogance coming in thinking we're going to just get it done. And, and then how does Patrick Mahomes react? I mean, does, you know, does it speed the process up? We've seen it with Breeze and Rodgers. Yep, yep. You know, you're going to get some turnovers possibly and, and some sacks. And, you know, I, we'll see what happens. I really do believe that's a key advantage for the Buccaneers heading into this game. Anthony Beck joining us here. And I think another key is running the football. And, boy, I love what this offensive line has become. You mentioned the two tackles. And Ryan Jensen is just – he's becoming uh, uh, world famous for his pancake blocks, thanks to Jeff Saturday uh, pointing him out every week. And he's really kind of the heart and soul of this offensive line. He brings attitude. You got Marpet and help. Aaron Stinney's played really well. Um, this offensive line and this running game, Gronk is blocking his, his butt off. I think that's that's something the Chiefs really, really need to worry about. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, it's just a selfless attitude. You know, it's a, you know, when I watch when I watch Jensen, not only is he physical, he's just he's so fast off the snap. I mean, you could just mm-hmm. see the level rise. I mean, you know, look, this is the type of play it takes to win championships. I mean, it, there's no other way to do it. And now that the, it's the final game, you just lay it all on the line. Both teams are going to do it. You know, one team obviously defending champ. They know they've been in the scenario. They know what it takes to lose. So if you're up by ten or two touchdowns, it's not going to matter to the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. yep. you know, you got to play a full four quarter game. Keep your foot on the pedal. You know, you can't be worrying about utilizing the clock and possessions and all that. You have to go go out there and handle your business. 
and then hope you you know hope Mahomes is off a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, even when he's off a little bit, they seem to have a chance. So this is this is something that no one's done the whole entire season except the Raiders and and uh, you know even then it came down to the wire. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I just think it's going to be a great contest, a great game, and I'm just looking forward to the matchup. Hey, what do you think uh, playing at home does for the for the Buccaneers? I mean, Bruce said yesterday, just staying in your own bed is a big deal. You know, not having to go to a hotel. So I know myself; I, I can't sleep in hotels. I, I just I can't. Um, I, I players, I guess, get used to it, but I I do think that's a bit of an advantage. And the Chiefs said yesterday, I think they're not getting here. Until the day before the game, which is very, very unusual. But so you can see that Andy Reid certainly doesn't want any part of the distractions here. Well, yeah, I think big picture, everybody except Gronk and Brady. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad that they're not going to get like a true uh, opportunity to kind of you know take into the week. But also, it just takes away so many distractions. Yeah, um, which is, which is huge. And a guy like Brady and Gronk, they're probably loving it. I mean, they get to go home, yeah. hang out do their thing. Nothing changes from, from a standpoint of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's just no distractions. I mean, think about a Super Bowl. You get to play in a Super Bowl at home with no distractions. I mean, I just, a couple Zoom calls maybe. Uh, you're talking about getting dialed in, maximizing your time. The travel is cut, cut down. It, you know, there's usually a day or two just to travel on during that week. So, you know, it's just really, uh, I mean, listen, it's a huge advantage. There's no question about it. All right, so uh, you got to handicap this game. The Bucks are what three point underdogs? How do you see it playing out? Yeah, well, you know, look, I, I got to lean towards the Chiefs a little bit here, just because. Listen, I mean, nobody's done it. Nobody's been able to beat them. Uh, no one's been able to handle them. Nobody's been able to hold a lead against them. Uh, it's just you know, and this is the time where they peak. You got arguably the best caller, uh, play caller in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that's been so creative, uh, you know. Versus Todd Bowles, who's you know he can match him punch for punch, but you know you do have some players that obviously are, you know, experience wise. Still, you know, this is a, just a huge game. I mean, you have to be on point. The details have to be there, especially when you're trying to guard, you know, Tyreek Hill and whoever that guy's going to be helping, and then also having your eyes in the middle or helping out with Kelsey. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's truly got to be a team game. But then there's the other side of me that just doesn't want to discount Brady and what he does. I, I, I find it hard to bet against a guy. You know, I, I haven't picked against the Bucks in the entire playoffs. I, I pick them to win each and every week. Yeah, me too. I just, I'm, expe- I'm just expecting They're a good so game, good man. right now. I, mean, They're just... I know. I mean, it's, you know, I love Tampa. I played here. I cover them. You know, I, you, you watch the pain over the years, both of my teams, Jets and the Bucks, and then you finally get there, but you see what's in front of you, and it's like it's like this huge brick wall that just is like 10, 10 feet deep, and it's like, how do you penetrate it? So if anybody can do it, the best team for it is, is the Bucks. I, I believe that truly that they're the, going to be the best matchup for the Chiefs, and um, listen, man, it can't end in a tie. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, but I would not be shocked at all. I would not be shocked at all if the Bucks. This is the analyst in me. I got to get it. I, I would not I be shocked if the Bucks win. I just I just think they're 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 peaking right now and they're playing well on every level. I think their defense is better than the Chiefs. I think they match up well. They're not going to do what they did in the first matchup with them, and that's you know go one on one with Tyreek. Yeah, Hill you know the defense has surprised me yes. last week the way the Chiefs the way the Chiefs played them. Uh, yeah. I just felt like you know they they played their best game of the year last week. So mm-hmm. uh, and the Bills team's pretty damn good. I mean they, you know they they got some players on that team and. 
they came up big. So, uh, look, man, I, I hope it goes down to the wire. I really believe this is going to be a really good game, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, you played in, what, nine playoff games, but did you get to the Super Bowl? No, I did it, man. Close, Got close uh, to A couple the, times. Yeah, close to the AFC and NFC Championship with the Jets and the and the um, and the and the Cardinals. But uh, man, I tell you, you know, it's I don't miss playing the game. But when I watch the playoffs and I yeah. watch teams go up on the on the on the uh, stage and collect their trophy, and I, I, that's something that irks me. And I kind of get really jealous during that time of year because <laughs> I just never got a chance to do that, man. So I mean, close. It's, uh, if it's your if it's your team you play for, you love it, you embrace yeah. it. But you know, as far as just everything else, you're just like, man, you know, it's like, God, I wish I got a piece of that. So yeah, hey, see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> All right, partner. Always great to chat with you, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up down the line. Anytime, man. Be well. Thanks. Thanks. And Anthony Beck has a ton of podcasts. Just Google him. And you can get all his different uh, podcasts. Follow him on Twitter as well. And you get all the great analysis. Uh, he's got a Bucks podcast, the Jets podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I follow, all, I follow Anthony Beck. Yeah, see him all he's over a the great team. analyst. He really is tremendous, and he knows his talent and knows his stuff. That's why we love having him on. Retweets for the people, too. That's right. Retweets for the people. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, quick break. And when we come back, our on-the-clock guy's going to join us. All right, we will uh, chat with them. Always a great conversation. they got to be... Head over heels about the Bucks in the Super Bowl at this point. So we'll chat with them and get their analysis when we come back. Stay with us.